Imagine a world where innovation knows no bounds. At BAE Systems Fast Labs, we're pioneering advanced technology and defense research, shaping the future of safety and security. Explore our website to uncover a realm of cutting-edge projects, collaborations, and visionary thinkers. Whether you're a tech enthusiast, a defender of freedom, or just curious, Fast Labs is where groundbreaking solutions are born. Join us and be part of the future today. Visit www.baesystems.com slash fastlabs. Welcome to From the Crow's Nest, a podcast on electromagnetic spectrum operations, or EMSO. I'm your host, Ken Miller, Director of Advocacy and Outreach for the Association of Old Crows. Thanks for listening. We are back here at AOC 2021, the 58th Annual International Symposium and Convention brought to you by the Association of Old Crows. I'd like to thank our episode sponsor for today, SamTech. SamTech is an international supplier of RF, signal integrity, and flexible power connectors. They provide exceptional service, quality products, and convenient design tools. SamTech understands that taking care of their customers and their employees is paramount, which makes them the leader in the connector industry. All right, so I'd like to welcome my guest on this episode of From the Crow's Nest here at AOC 2021. I have with me Ms. Vernita Harris, SES. She is the Director of Spectrum Policy and Programs in the Department of Defense Chief Information Office. Ms. Harris, thanks for joining me here on From the Crow's Nest. It's great to have you. Thank you, Ken. It's good. I'm glad to be here. All right, so w- we were talking about, you know, obviously the theme is all domain operations, and, and, and one of my guests yesterday was talking about, yesterday we talked a little bit about strategy, Today is about rolling up your sleeves and who's going to be responsible. Um, and, and obviously the office of the CIO is going to play a big role in uh, executing one of the fundamental things that we're talking about this week, which is the electromagnetic superiority strategy. Um, but first, can you talk a little bit about your role in the CIO as it pertains to the implementation of the superiority strategy? And, and what is your overall message to the audience that is going to attend your session later this afternoon? Um, thanks, Ken. Thanks for that. You know, within the C- the CIO's office is going to be that belly button for the electromagnetic spectrum superiority strategy. We've dubbed it EMS three internally, and it's I plan. Yeah, um, I've I've been at DoD a year, and, and during that time, I've heard we've developed different strategies, but and we've developed implementation plans. But this is different all across the department and understand the importance of the electromagnetic spectrum operations. And the DOD, DOD CIO's office has that responsibility of that enterprise approach. We, similar to our, our PNT, where we are the enterprise um, for PNT, we're gonna take that same concept for the electromagnetic, for the EMS3 strategy and I plan, um, we're going to use uh, across the organization, we're going to use the command and control and communication, the C3LB board to execute and govern the strategy and the I plan. Um, the good thing, the good thing about that is that the C3LB has the ability, is it's chaired by deputy CIO. Um, and OS, o, OUSD for ANS, OUSD for RNE, and also the joint staff. And it's a three star, but you can take the hat off and put a three, a four star. And we feed directly into the DMAG, the tank, the JROC. There's one more, but I, 
you get the get the idea. So, yeah, but I think that's very important because you know one of the topics we've talked about is how do you get leaders pointed in the right direction, and 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 part of that is education. And and I think if you look over the last couple of years, uh, we have the leaders. They they all embrace the importance of the spectrum in successful future operations. So they're facing the right direction, but now they have to be pushed forward. Um, and and I think one of the great things, is that what you just said, is that you, you have access and you bring the, all those leaders together, in, in basically in the same room, and it, it makes it easier and more uh, to to accomplish some of the objectives in the I plan. Oh, absolutely. And you know, the I plan has um, the strategy has five. Of strategic goals and the iPlan itself had 117 district tasks and 26 offices of primary responsibility um, for this, the 117 tasks. And so we know it's going to be difficult. We, we're, we're not sugarcoating it. it it's going to be a it's going to be challenging. However, the process that we have put in place to govern it, it everyone has skin in the game, as I like to say, is that across the department, we will know who to reach out to um, to help us implement the strategy. It's not just a DOD CIO implementing the strategy. It is the whole of DOD implementing the strategy. And, and that's, very, that's, a, that's a very important uh, aspect of this strategy as opposed to previous strategies uh, or, or with EW or, or very similar uh, uh, mission areas is that you recognize that it is an all of DOD effort and you're pursuing that implementation, making sure that everyone that needs a seat at the table has that across the services, DOD, uh, both the, 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 the civilian side as well as the, the military side and, and, and bringing together the business enterprise and the operations. I, I spoke uh, earlier this morning with Brigadier General and Marie Anthony and uh, great, great conversation. And of course, you're, you're kind of the third person that I'm talking to on this topic because the, I, we kicked it off a few weeks ago with an episode with Brigadier General uh, Darren Lala, who is uh, direct, Deputy Director of the MSO CFT. So, I mean, be, between the really the three of you and you have uh, David Tremper also, uh, who I interviewed previously, and he's going to be in your session. You have the, the people in place, and that, and that shows a, a great deal of progress from maybe from recent efforts that points that this is going to hopefully be successful because we need it. We, we don't have an, our advantage is eroding. And so we don't have the opportunity to make mistakes in the future. So we need this to be successful. And so I appreciate the efforts that, that, that you're doing. Um, so o over the past few years, you know, there have been a number of official documents that have reinforced the requirement that an enterprise approach uh, is, is applied to all activities for DOD MSO. Um, uh, specifically, you know, there's Directive uh, 3610, uh, I think, last year, um, is, is, was a key document there that basically set kind of CIO is going to take care of, of certain responsibilities. Um, from your perspective, what does that mean for the role of CIO in establishing this enterprise? You know, how, how will it collaborate a little bit more with these stakeholders? You mentioned a lot of different offices, uh, 26 or so, that are responsible for some of the tasks. Um, what is your role in this enterprise? So, it, it, with, I, thank you. Um, yes, the 3610 was updated last year, and, it, and it's going through a Rev 1 now. And I, I think what's also mo most of your listeners may not know is that the DOD CIO has always had, was always the um, PSA for Spectrum. The Spectrum was part of our um, 
of the DOD CIO's responsibility. And so that it, this is a natural fit to have the DOD CIO become the, the spectrum enterprise to be, to be that belly button. And so what that means for DOD CIO, and especially my office, is that, as I mentioned earlier, the C3LB, um, the Command, Control, and Communications, underneath that, the C3LB, we have a working group, and it's called the Electromagnetic Spectrum Senior Steering Group. And that steering group is where we are going to execute and govern the strategy and the iPlan. So we have, we're proposing five working groups, and those five working groups align with the, the EMS-3. And so each one of those working groups will be chaired by, chaired and co-chaired by a deputy director that's a GS-15 level in my office. And the goal also is to have the relevant service or entity also be a co-chair so that this is not, we're not doing this in a vacuum. We are working together to implement, there's 117 tasks. So we have to look at how we prioritize those tasks and how do we make sense of it to our senior leaders. And so we're all starting with putting together a visual roadmap for each one of those, uh, each one of the strategic goals. And from there, look at building, what are our capabilities? What, what are the, what do we need to put forward for the budget process? And I don't know the budget process that well, but there are, we have no, no so one many. Really does. <laughs> <laughs> so that, and, you're, you're not alone in that. So we, but we have the tools to make sure that we can push up and, and raise alarm, raise alarm bells when, when things are, aren't um, going in the direction that we think we need to. And, these working groups will they will start at the working level and if there's an issue that can't be resolved at the working loop you raise it to the C3LB and then if it can't be resolved at the C3LB then you raise it to the D the, the DMAG the JROC or the tank and, and, and that in, in a previous episode I was talking to my guest from the US Space Force and you know it we were we were talking about uh, remarks that uh, Vice Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff General Hyten gave to the AOC last year um, but we were talking, there's a big difference between giving a group of people, an agency, an organization, responsibility. It's a whole other thing to give them the resources to execute those responsibilities that you give them. Um, and so, you know, I think it's important that, you know, when we're looking forward to how we implement the strategy, uh, that it's resourced properly across the board because you talk about prioritization and, and obviously if some of those priorities start to slip in one area, there's going to be a cascading effect in the others. And so it's something that does require constant intentional resourcing to make sure that those priorities are, are, are achieved. Um, what, one, one last question uh, before we, uh, before we uh, depart, um, you know, looking on the horizon, and Dr. Kelly Fletcher was a, a keynote speaker this morning. Uh, and she, she, she gave a great presentation and, 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 uh, you know, touched on many issues, but uh, you know, looking at the horizon, you know, building and leveraging the 5G, 6G infrastructure and capabilities, um, this is going to require us to have a handle on access to spectrum, uh, managing that spectrum, allocating the spectrum properly between military and commercial use, really kind of bridging those two areas. Um, how is the CIO engaged to ensure that DOD, our military services, have the access to the spectrum they need uh, for the future fight? Um, from not just from an operational standpoint, but from a training standpoint at home and abroad. 
Thank you. I mean, that's a really important question because one of the there we are, as Dr. Fletcher hit on today, is spectrum sharing. We no longer have the ability to say that we can vacate or compress our spectrum. We we are now spectrum sharing. That's that spectrum sharing is the norm that we are we are executing towards, um, and so working with the the mill depths and the services. Um, I would just point to the 3.1 to 3.45, which was in the bipartisan infrastructure um, legislation that was recently passed. And and that legislation requires um, DOD to do a feasibility study to look at putting forward scenarios for our senior leaders to look at how are we going to share this 350 megahertz of spectrum. We're looking at sharing, and sharing is going to be the best way for our, our mill depths and services to make sure that they continue to have the spectrum that they need because we, we, we can't just say, you know what, you have this beachfront property, DOD, we want it. It doesn't work that way. So, and so we're working together with mill depth services and the private sector. And in, their, in the private sector and the industry, that, they're a big part of this conversation. Well, that is all the time we have for today. I want to thank you, uh, Ms. Harris, for joining me on From the Crow's Nest. It's great to talk, to finally talk with you, um, and I appreciate everything, and we look forward to having you on for future conversation. No, thank you, Ken. I appreciate it. Well, that will conclude this episode of From the Crow's Nest. I want to thank our sponsor, SamTech. SamTech is the service leader in the connector industry. To learn more about AOC, please visit our website at crows.org slash 2021home. Thanks for listening. FastLabs, powered by BAE Systems, is at the forefront of advanced technology and defense research, development, and production. They're pushing boundaries, breaking barriers, and innovating for a safer world. Check them out at www.baesystems.com slash FastLabs.